Good morning, my renegades. Welcome back to World Radio. My name is Sarah Jane, and that was my text tone. It's been a while, but yeah, yeah, no, I was sick, but now I'm back, ready to cause trouble. Yeah. Alright. Also, um, I have some merch in on spring.com. It's mostly stickers right now. I do have a shirt out as well. And uh, so if you want some Rogue Radio merch, go to spring.com and I will also have that down in the description below for you guys. Thank you so much. This goes without saying, but if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, links will be down in the description below at some point whenever you want to contact me and say hi or something, you know. Anyway, let's go into politics. It's gonna be fun. Okay, so if you guys didn't know, Republicans won the majority in the House of Representatives. I am very ecstatic. Uh, they did lie. The the um the de- de- what are they? The demon shits? The demon craps? Um, they said that they won the House, but of course they're sore freaking losers. So Republicans have secured a narrow majority in the House of Representatives, according to the projection of Decision Decision Desk HQ ending um, the uniform Democratic control of Congress. The outcome with uh, or was projected by Decision Desk HQ on Tuesday, uh, one week after the midterm election. Uh, while some babe. While some races are <laughs> are yet to be decided, <laughs> the, the Republican Party has met um, the 218 seat threshold needed to, for the majority. Okay, uh, the Republican victory will also end the speakership representative Nancy Pelosi's. Um, who has sir so she <laughs> she lost her job i'm so happy oh my god who has served as the second in the presidential line of uh, secession can you stop since democrats took control of the house <laughs> this is why i don't have you in the same room <laughs> jesus christ um <laughs> Democrats took control of the House in 2018 midterm elections. On Tuesday, House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Republican of California, secured a key hurdle to becoming Speaker of the House, but will still uh, need to overcome opposition from within the GOP and to be elected outright. Um, According to Roll Call, several dozen Republicans uh, backed Representative Andy Biggs, um, Republican of Arizona, um, who made a last-minute change to be the GOP leader um, instead of McCarthy. Republican uh, Republicans were 
expected to sweep in the house, but um, following a series of unexpected losses in tight races across the country, the margin of victory is down to just a few seats. Um, Republicans campaigned on the state of the economy, inflation, gas prices against the record numbers of migrants um, crossing the southern border and against woke leftist policies <laughs> impacting the nation's schools. Oh my god. Um, 538 um, is how you say it? In the days ahead of the election and Republicans had an 85% chance of taking over the chamber um, though they though many believed it would be by a significantly larger margin historically uh, midterm um, elections have fared poorly for the party in power in 2010 the second year of President Barack Obama's term Blech. Um, the Republican Party swept uh, with 242 House seats against the Democrats' 193 seats in two, um, 2018 following the election. Uh, uh, President Donald Trump, Democrats gained 40 seats, um, though the number may have been larger than otherwise expected due to the high number of Republicans retiring. The GOP's narrow win uh, will lead to some changes in the next year. Republicans have already vowed to investigate Dr. Anthony Fauci for, uh, or if the party won a majority. Others have also campaigned with the goal of investigated hunt, investigating Hunter Biden, the president's son. Yes! <laughs> draining the swamp again yeah alright this next one says whatever Maxine says I agree with Biden speaks of hard left Maxine Waters <laughs> she looks like a hemorrhoid <laughs> Terrence you're laughing over there Okay, Joe Biden said on Thursday that whatever hard-left California Democratic Representative Maxine Waters says, she agree he agrees with. Uh, Biden was speaking in Los Angeles when he made his remarks. Representative Maxine Waters, whatever Maxine says, I agree with. You're pussy whipped. That's all I gotta say. You a man that can't think for himself. See, that's, that's, what, that's what they all want. That's why I don't like women. They they all want men to be on their leash. I'm sorry. Now I'm going to start ranting about feminism and it's stupid. Uh, in April 2021, Waters was slammed for uh, after she encouraged activists to get more confrontational. On the street of Minnesota, p um, police officer Derek Chauvin was not convicted of murdering George Floyd. Um, we're looking for a guilty verdict, we're looking for a guilty verdict, and we're looking to see if all of this in, okay, uh, that took place, um, has been 
uh, taking place after they saw what happened to George Floyd. <clears throat> okay. Waters said if nothing does if nothing does not happen, wait, if nothing does not happen, you just canceled out your own freaking statement, dumbass. Anyways, um then we know that we've got to not only stay in the street but we've got to fight for justice but I'm very hopeful and I hope that we're going to get a verdict that will say guilty 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 and if we don't we cannot go away see even if the guy was innocent you still would see him as a white man who arrested a black man like even if he didn't kill him I don't know I'm not gonna you know choose a side whether he's guilty or innocent because I've heard many different you know, fucking stories about, like, who's guilty and who's innocent. It doesn't matter to me right now. It's all blown over, unfortunately. You know, if if Chauvin is innocent, then he's wrongly accused. So, but the thing is, is that you you only see a white man arresting a black man, so therefore the white man is guilty. But if it were a black man who accidentally killed George Floyd, it would have not been news. It would have been swept under the rug because black-on-black crime does exist. Okay? But, it's whatever. And the fact that protesters decided to just go into the streets of highways to try and block traffic, that doesn't make any statement unless, you know, y'all want to get killed. That, that was the stupidest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. That protesters decided to block streets in order to protest. Y'all just wanted to injure more people in order to get more people in jail. You guys were just pissed off. And the fact... I've said this many times and I'm going to say it again, alright? The more you to face government property the more you're gonna pay for that in taxes stupid I mean what else can I say this is stupid Maxine Waters is stupid she's got rat shit for brains I'm sorry I'm done uh she asked about the possibility that Chauvin might not be convicted um, she answered that activists should uh, stay on the street, adding, and we've got to get more active, got to get more controversial or confrontational. Um, we've got to make sure they know we mean business. You can say that you mean business by peacefully protesting, too. You do know that. Everybody says, oh, love is speaks volumes and everything. Okay, why don't you do that? I mean, Gandhi, guess what? He did civil disobedience. And he's one of the most famous, like, peacemakers in history because of what he did. He never laid a finger on anybody. But here you go. We have everybody... 
being violent to everybody, defacing government property, killing other people, shooting, uh, what else? Beating people up just because they're white, throwing things at vans just because the driver's white. I've seen it. It's happened. I mean, race. Race is the stupidest thing to fucking fight about. You need to stop. As far back as June 2018, Waters uh, called for harassment against uh, members of President Donald Trump's um, administration uh, during toy drive outside Wilshire Federal Building on Saturday, according to the American Mirror. Um, Waters yelled, if you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet already. You have members of your cabinet that are being booed out of restaurants. You have protesters taking up their house. Um, who, man, this, oh, I'm sorry. Who say no peace, no sleep, no peace, no sleep. I, I, I don't know. Listen, I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm sorry. I, I don't understand. This is, this is just wrong. Let's make, let's make sure we show up whenever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in, the, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd and push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore anywhere. She, she kept yelling. And Donald Trump is being demonized. Not uh, stopping the, uh, the storming of the Capitol. But yeah, Maxine Waters goes and says, Oh, if you see a candidate out there at a restaurant or whatever, make sure, make sure that you, you know... Let your voice be heard. You know, most of those people are probably fucking maniacs and want to kill that candidate. So, ma'am, you're stupid. Man, I gotta hear this. Nancy Pelosi to announce her future plans after Republicans clinch House majority. Honey, you lost your job. What the hell are you going to do? Man, she's she looks like a skeleton wearing a skin suit. And it's, it's not her size anymore. A spokesperson for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced that she would address her future plans on Thursday after Republicans are projected to win a slim majority in the House of Representatives. Speaker Pelosi has been overwhelmed by calls from colleagues, friends, and supporters. This evening, the Speaker monitored uh, returns in the three remaining critical states. The Speaker plans uh, to address her future plans tomorrow to her colleagues and stay tuned, I guess. Uh, Pelosi spokesperson Drew Hamill wrote uh, Wednesday night on Twitter. Since when is Twitter like the main uh, hub for statements from celebrities? I... <coughs> Where's my Gatorade? 
The announcement comes after a better-than-expected performance for Democrats in the 2022 midterm elections. Um, so, pre-electing polling and pudentry suggested um, that a red wave would sweep Republicans into power in both houses of Congress. Democrats were able to prevail in several high-profile uh, Senate contest contests to keep control that or of that chamber. So this must have been before the um, Republicans took the House. to power in both houses of Congress. Democrats were able to prevail. Okay. And Republicans are projected to win only a slim majority in the House. Currently, Democrats are projected to hold about 50 seats in the Senate, with Vice President Kamala Harris providing a tie-breaking vote. Uh, while the GOP is projected to have a majority in the House, according to Decision Desk HQ. Several House races remain uncalled, uh, and a runoff between um, in incumbent incumbent <laughs> Democratic Senator um, Raphael Warnock and Republican candidate Herschel Walker for Georgia's Senate uh, seat will take place in December. Running their races with courage, optimism, and determination in the next Congress, House um, Democrats will continue to play a leading role in supporting President Biden's agenda. Blech. With strong leverage over a scant Republican Party, Pelosi said in a press release Wednesday. Several younger Democrats in the House. That, that's the problem. Young Democrats. Woke folk need to stay out of the house including New York representative Hakeem Jeffries have uh, aspirations of replacing Pelosi as the top Democrat in the chamber according to Politico. However President Joe Biden and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer um, have both asked Pelosi to stay in leadership after the midterm elections, um, the outlet noted. Okay. Republican leaders in both the House and Senate were able to hold uh, on to their positions after the party's lackluster midterm performance. House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy won the Republican nomination for House Speaker on Tuesday, beating um, challenger Andy Biggs in a Eight, eight, I don't know, man. 188 to 31 vote. Okay. I'm sorry for my brain short-circuiting a little bit today. Um, apparently, I don't have the mental capacity to read all this. Anyway. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell was re-elected Wednesday despite a challenge from Senator Rick Scott. The vote was 37 for McConnell and 10 for Scott, according to CNN. Why are we using CNN as a source, Daily Wire? You're making me a little bit mad with that. The speaker has said that the attack on her husband last month um, at their San Francisco home 
would influence her decision on whether to stay in a leadership position. Um, honey, your husband's gay. That was a domestic dispute. According to police records, that was a domestic dispute. Honey, that's what happens when you leave your husband in California and you stay in D.C. He was going to gay bars, picking up much younger men than him to have sex with in your house. I mean, who could blame him? Nobody wants your coochie anyways. Who knows what's lurking downstairs? I have to say my decision will be affected about uh, what happened the last week or two, Pelosi told CNN Anderson Cooper during an interview uh, soon after the attack. I'm pretty sure Paul Pelosi has fucked Anderson Cooper too, honey, so I mean, who knows? Nancy's husband, Paul Pelosi, was hospitalized in late October after a man broke into her into their home and attacked him with a hammer. The attacker reportedly asked where's Nancy multiple times and told police he was waiting for Nancy. Um, when they arrived on the scene, the suspect, David DePape, um, allegedly attacked Paul in a full view of the police and has been charged with attempted kidnapping for federal of a federal official as well as assault of an immediate family member of a federal official, among others, according to CNN. <laughs> Fake news, people. Alright, let's move away from the politics. I'm sorry if my colorful language has, um, you know, offended anybody. Uh, I'm just passionate and I say what's ever in my head. So, excuse me. Anyway, we're gonna go into entertaining stuff. So hopefully this is entertaining enough for you guys to forget whatever the fuck I said, so... Okay, here we go. Please do not... Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. It didn't shuffle this time. Mix has a problem with doing that. But... The very last blockbuster store is now an Airbnb full of movies, and you can rent it for four bucks. Get a once-in-a-lifetime movie sleepover for the cost of a VHS rental. Um, the, v the residents of... Um, Deschutes, Deschutes, I don't know, Deschutes County, Oregon, um, are about to get 90s nostalgic gift of a lifetime. See, Deschutes County, I don't even know how you say that name, happens to be home to the very last blockbuster store in the world. Walking into, it is like walking back in time, a time when You'd pursue the video store's aisles for hours, picking the best VHS tape for a movie night. Um, grab a bagged popcorn and maybe a few candy bars on the way out before being reminded to be kind and rewind. And this summer, store manager Sandy Harding wants her neighbors around the store to get the chance to revive this feeling for a full 24 hours by listing the property um, and air on Airbnb for a sleepover experience. That's amazing. Um, I want to go. I kind of like Oregon. 
just because I never been there, but I've heard some really good things about it. Um, they love nostalgia. Like everything there is nostalgic. They um kind of they they want they value nostalgia over there. I I don't know why, but it I, I love nostalgia. It's like one of my favorite feelings in the world. And I remember going to either Family Video or Blockbuster just to get a movie. And now that Family Videos are gone here in my city um, in Ohio, you can't really get um, a movie anywhere except for maybe a record store or um, a used DVD store. But it still has the same nostalgic effect if you go to anything other than Family Video or blockbuster but this is awesome so like you can actually stay in that feeling of nostalgia while renting a movie and staying the night that's amazing I, I want to go I want to go babe can we go yeah okay <laughs> starting August 17th at 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time on Airbnb those living in Duche County can get in on the slumber party experience by requesting to book one of the three individual one-night reservations that will take place September 18th and 20th. Um, the one-night stay costs just $4 um, or just about the cost of a video rental. Um, Harding will act as host and will even pre-stock the shelves for guests with every movie they want before handing um, over the keys to the store for the night. It's important to note the store will be sanitized beforehand and all guests will be required to socially distance and are required to wear masks. Well, never mind. That just pissed me off. <clears throat> but even if you don't get a chance to snag a booking, you can also get in on the fun. Harding has set up a algorithm for uh, people to call in and get movie recommendations. Just call the store's number at uh, 1-541-385-9111. Okay. Um, tell the staff that you'd like and don't like. Or tell them what you don't like and like for movie genres and get tailored recommendations for or from an employee. Just as you would in the 90s if you want uh, even more, you can always head to the store's website and grab some Blockbuster gear. And as a bonus for this awesome experience, Airbnb will make a donation to the Humane Society of Central Oregon, a longtime partner of the store um, close to Sandy's heart. For the bookings just remember this experience will likely go fast so be ready on august 17th so this already passed but i'm pretty sure it might be still up but that is amazing i really like that okay <clears throat> excuse me Millie Bobby Brown could not truthfully say she likes Noah Schnapp's Stranger Things bowl cut. <laughs> you heard that? You heard that? Yeah. 
<laughs> You're supposed to be over there watching The Chosen. <clears throat> wow, okay. <laughs> um, where's the article? Okay. Millie Bobby Brown said that Stranger Things creator Matt Duffer and Ross Duffer uh, were out to get her co-star Noah Schnapp every day dodging questions about whether she uh, thought his bowl cut on the show looked good. It doesn't. He needs a better um, he needs a better haircut. He does. He does. Um, <clears throat> I think I understand what the Duffer brothers are trying to do because uh, Will is the one child that kind of um, had been robbed of his childhood. So when he was... Yay. I don't care about that! <laughs> um, but he was robbed of his childhood and since that was like the haircut that he had when he was a child, he kind of has that childhood innocence now that he has been rescued. And he hasn't like fully grown up mentally like everybody else. So I think he's kind of like a child stuck, um, you know. And that's probably what they're trying to portray by keeping the haircut. <laughs> but it doesn't look good. Uh, while taking Van Vanity Fair's signature lie detector test, Brown answered questions. There's Vanity Fair has a lie detector test. Y'all got you guys need the oh wow, did I just have a stroke? Y'all need to find something better to do. A lie detector test for Vanity Fair. Leave her alone. Leave people. But the popular Netflix series and other aspects of her life when it came to the matter of Schnapp's haircut. Um, however, she was uh, reluctant. Okay, I, I don't know. Um, would a best friend let someone have this haircut? The, interview, the interviewer asked, uh, sliding a photo of Schnapp um, in Stranger Things season 4 before her. He put himself in that position, Brown replied. Oh my god! When asked if she thought whether the Duffer brothers were out to get Schnapp, Brown rep replied every day. Brown plays Eleven in Stranger Things, the supernatural series that uh, capulated her and catapulted. Wow, I don't. What the hell is capulated? <laughs> catapulted her into. Um, global stardom. Schnapp plays Will Byers, Eleven's friend, and one of the characters in the show who was or has sustained the most misfortune. Um, in the show's first season, he's abducted by a monster into the Upside Down, a dangerous alternate dimension. Um, later in the series, he watches Eleven and his best friend Mike Wheeler, who Will is also in love with, according to Schnapp get together. Oh, okay. Maybe he is gay in the Oh, yeah, I think he's gay. I think I think Noah Noah said it. Noah Schnapp said it. Will's gay. Um the Duffer brothers even admitted that they forgot to mark Will's birthday in season 4 of the show. You guys are dicks. 
And of course, throughout all four seasons of the show, Will sports a bowl cut despite the fact that Schnapp uh, has asked so many times for the Duffer Brothers to change it. As he told Insider, however, the series creators are pretty loyal to the haircut um, and have told him that it it's of the times fitting in with the show's 1980s setting. Okay. Brown said that the thought, or that she thought Snaps looked great, but when the interviewer asked her to say that she looked I'm sorry apparently I can't read again that he looked specific he looked good oh my god he looked good specifically with the haircut um she couldn't do it without lying get the picture out of here she said why are you putting her on the spot anyways like that's bullshit leave her alone that's like Schnapp's best friend. Millie Bobby Brown and Schnapp are like best friends, so leave them the fuck alone. And that's the end of the article. Cool, because that was gonna get me mad. It is time for a break. I need a break. My voice needs a break. So do you. You deserve it. about you, but I was a Nickelodeon and Disney kid, more kind of leaning towards the Nickelodeon side of my childhood. But here are 10 classic Disney Channel shows that aged poorly. Okay, what's number 10? Dave the Barbarian can't compare to a series in the same genre. Okay. I hated Dave the Barbarian. I really hated it. It was just... I just didn't like it. It it was um it's part of that era where everything uh started to become really nonsensical and slapstick stupid. Um all of the um SpongeBob and and stuff like that like there was just no storyline to it, nothing at all. And they just wrote stupid shit just to make kids laugh. Um but originally airing in 2004, Dave the Barbarian follows the lives of Dave and the royal family. Um, Dave is the main character of the series who is a dumbass. He's a dumbass. And despite his cowardly nature, he's expected to help protect his kingdom. His two sisters join him and together they keep their home safe from villainous, from the villainous Dark Lord. Who wishes to take it over? Um, the series follows the standard narrative points of the most medieval fantasy series, but compared to the recent cartoons like The Dragon Prince and the Shira, 
uh, and the Princess of Power. Okay, I've never heard of those. Um, the Disney series seems to uh, barely scratch the surface of the genre as a result. Fans of fantasy rarely look back on this series due to how it holds up against similar franchises. <clears throat> Phil of the Future could have expanded the show's premise. I do agree. I agree. To be honest, I loved this show. This show was pretty funny. Um, it was kind of stupid at times. But at least it had a storyline. It kept you, like, interested. You know? Many series have centered their plots around time travel, and Phil of the Future is no different. The series contains two series, or two seasons. It only had two seasons? Wow, that's crazy. And its premise is a family from the future becoming stranded in the year 2004. When their time machine breaks down, the Diffie family, including um, siblings Phil and Pim, must learn to live normally in the 21st century. Time travel is always an interesting plot device, but 2004 is a year that the show's fans were familiar with. Most time travel series succeeded because they take fans away from what they know. But Phil of the Future does the opposite. This causes the interesting time travel sitcom to turn into nothing more than a witty teen drama. Oh god! Brandy and Mr. Whisker. That See, that was another cartoon that was so annoying to me. I hated it. There was no reason for it to be made except for make kids stupid <laughs> um but okay they couldn't keep up the live action sitcoms okay um when most people think about cartoons full of energetic animated characters and comedy their minds go to franchises from nickelodeon and cartoon network the animated series mr or brandy and mr whiskers um feels like an attempt to capture that same type of comedy. The series follows a dog, Brandy, and a rabbit, Mr. Whiskers, when they fall from a plane into a rainforest. Disney is a franchise that thrives off of live-action sitcoms, and with most of its earlier content being just that, Brandy and Mr. Whiskers easily sticks out. The animated series is considered a sitcom, but its combination of comedy and drama um, could, I mean, would have thrived longer in a network that prioritized cartoons. Yeah, I understand that. <clears throat> Cory in the House was an overshadowed spin-off. It was. I didn't really like it that much. Um, it's just, it, it's not as good as That So Raven. That So Raven actually tackled some, like, teen problems back in the day like discrimination and stuff like that but you won't see any of that now on Disney Channel or Nickelodeon they don't they don't care they just want your kids to be stupid but <sighs> okay uh, one of Disney's most popular series is that so Raven yeah 
I understand why. Uh, fans of the series love the supernatural element within the main character's everyday life, and they tuned in to see how she would handle uh, her powers and premonitions. Um, the popularity of the show later influenced a spinoff titled Cory in the House, which aired for two seasons. Um, this spinoff followed Raven's brother Cory, who become or who moves with to Washington when um, his father is hired as the president's chef. <clears throat> but it lacks the elements that made its uh, parent series so popular. Let's see. Cory in the House is Disney's first spin-off series, and while it had fans, it never left the shadow um, of that story. Okay, what is this? See, I don't think... Now we're getting into a territory where I do not know what these shows are. <coughs> Code 9 had overused ideas. Okay. As a part of the a franchise that has everything, the series Code 9 um, is a take on reality TV. The series only aired for one season and featured families um, attempting to pull pranks on their parents. Or, yeah. Kids pulling pranks on their Okay. The series is a successor of previous Disney series called Prank Stars Code 9. Okay, I remember Prank Stars. <clears throat> See, Code 9, um, its short run can be seen filled with familiar tropes of reality TV. The series utilizes hidden cameras to capture um, sincere moments of surprise. The use of hidden cameras, comedy, and pranks is something that is saturated, something that has saturated televisions for years. In Code 9's case, um, its premise is one that was done before and it no longer lands out. I'm sorry, stands out among other series. I didn't do it quietly, faded out. See, I don't know this one either. <clears throat> I didn't do it. Started with a unique premise. The appeal of the series is that each episode of the first season begins to end. Fans are met with the height of a conflict and the events leading up to this end are told through this a series of flashbacks. Okay. This type of storytelling hadn't Wow, okay. Did my Southern just come out? Storytelling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am not. I'm not going to fail here. I'm going to finish. <sighs> Storytelling hadn't been done by Disney before, and it interested fans. The interest is abandoned in the second season, <clears throat> as the series forfeits the flashback style and instead focuses on the main characters, twins Lindy and Logan. Um, this decision allows the series to quietly fade out, still fun, but no longer the same as it was. Dog with a blob. <sighs> this is another stupid ass show. 
<laughs> Shut up. <clears throat> this is another stupid ass show. I remember my nephew saying how great a show this was, and I'm like, this sounds stupid. <laughs> no offense to my nephew, I love you. <laughs> I just remember him saying, hey, did you watch Dog with a Blog? I'm like, what is that? <laughs> um, I don't know if anybody knows this show anymore. I remember it. Um, it was a hundred, what was it, a hundred deeds for Eddie McDowd? Somebody, some weird dude turns a teenager, a problematic teenager, into a dog, and he has to, like, do a hundred deeds in order to be a human again. And I loved that. That was cool. Because you wanted to see him turn back into a human. Dog with a blog... All I saw on the screen was a freaking dog typing with his paws on the keyboard. The dude don't even have opposable thumbs. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Dog with a Blog is a three-season series that follows uh, the recently merged Jennings and James families. Ellen and Bennett have just gotten married, and with their children... Avery, Tyler, and Chloe, they must learn to adjust to their new family, um, dynamic, okay. Um, a larger twist is thrown into their journey when the three siblings realize that their dog, Stan, can talk. No! Really? <laughs> the siblings agree to keep Stan's ability to talk a secret, and it becomes a series, um... The series initial premise, okay. Um, unbeknownst to the family, Stan keeps a blog where he shares their lives online and he searches for other speaking animals. The premise is one that drew in fans, but as the series went on, it honed in on the family and their lives becoming another family sitcom on Disney. So random felt reused. Ugh. This is a copycat of all that. I said it. That's it. And the only person in that show that actually went to stardom was Demi, Demi Lovato. Mm -mm. No other star benefited from that show. Um, the series So Random became a standalone series when it broke away from the show. It became, or it came from um, Sunny with a Chance. Sunny with a Chance was like a, almost like a mini sitcom. But anyway. <clears throat> oh wait, no, yeah, no. I was thinking about something else. That was As the Bell Rings. As the Bell Rings had uh, debuted Demi Lovato, and then Demi Lovato went to Sunny with a Chance, and then So Random came out. Yeah, okay, never mind. I was confusing Sunny with a Chance with So Random. But then again, I don't see any of these sh like stars at all like in Hollywood anymore. Like, at all. None of them actually benefited from this show. But it features a comedy sketch production that focuses on comedy scenes performed by um, the same cast in Sunny with a Chance. Except for Demi Lovato, because then, you know, she decided to start singing. 
Um, that could have been a fun and short experience for fans. Be- um, became an attempt to hold onto the parent series when it could no longer work. Disney chose to make So Random a separate series and that gave the appearance of the premise and the comedy being reused. Mm-hmm. Good luck, Charlie couldn't age with its audience. Yeah, I agree. Um, in an attempt to appeal to the entire family, Disney created Good Luck Charlie to uh, the series follows the Duncan family as they welcome their fourth and fifth children. Wait, yeah, that's right. He, they have another son, right? After Charlie. Um, the series follows the Duncan family. Da da da. Okay. The oldest daughter, Teddy. <coughs> ah, what? What? What juice? <laughs> you mean your kombucha? Okay. Okay. Let's see here. This series wildly popular uh, when it aired, but the main audience continued to age throughout the series uh, four seasons. I feel like. They, they've been on for so long, it feels like it was more than four seasons, but... The children and teens who loved Good Luck Charlie um, eventually became the adults that the series attempted to appeal to. They gradually lost interest in the series focused on the Duncan family's youngest members. And Sweet Life on Deck lost the charm of the original series. Yeah. It started to get stupid towards the end. Like, I love Debbie Ryan as an actress. Like, she's really good at what she does. But, I feel like she could... I don't know. It's nice that Disney discovered her, but... I feel like that's all she feels like she can do now. Because now she's, like, in Insatiable, which is, like, a pageant show. And then she was, um... What was it? The Jessie show or something like that? So, I think all she knows how to do is kid shows. So, I don't know. But Sweet Life on Deck is a continuation of the sweet life of Zack and Cody. It centers around twins Zack and Cody as they attend school on the SS Tempton and travel the world with characters old and new. Older than we were before, the two brothers were... Or than they were before, excuse me. They did grow up with us, didn't they? (laughs) Okay, they were faced with drama, romance, and humorous adventures. There is one that I was very... Why did y'all have to try to do a Star Trek commercial? A commercial? Episode. Jesus Christ, where is my head today? Why did y'all have to try to do a Star Trek episode? It was the most annoying thing ever. And once, I feel like once you start, like, watching a lot of shows just in general, you will start seeing, like, Family Guy does Star Wars little mini-series within their show. Um, 
there's a lot of things that overlap and I hate it. I mean, that just tells me that you're not creative anymore. You're running out of ideas, but I don't know. Um, as the characters in the series grow, so does its audience. Um, this allowed the sweet life on deck to remain prevalent, but it also made fans nostalgic for the sitcom they grew up with. The series attempts to capture the same popular elements that were present in the parent series, but it ends up with a different charm. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Ugh. Okay, for world news, we're going to be doing two little segments uh, uh, from Serbia and uh, Iraq. Thank you guys so much for listening. So let's just get right into that. Okay, Iraq is first. Scottish engineer held in prison facing extradition. Extradition. Yeah, extradition in Qatar released. Okay. A Scottish engineer who was held in an Iraqi prison facing extradition in Qatar um, over debt um, has been released according to human rights um, charity that had been campaigning for his freedom. Glenn Dinning, 43, who had been contracted to work at a BP oil refinery in Iraq, was arrested um, on an Interpol red notice at Baghdad Airport on the 12th of November. <coughs> Glendening from um, Kinder... Kinder? No. Kincardin in FIFA? Fife? I don't know. He's from Scotland. I'm sorry. Was informed on arrest that the Interpol... Notice has uh, been issued by Qatar over an alleged debt owed to the Qatari National Bank. Rada Sterling, founder of the Interpol um, and Extradition Reform um, Initiative, said Glendening's family are currently arranging flights and it is hoped um, he could be home as soon as Monday night. Mr. Glendening's lawyer, Tashin, um, that Tashin. I, I cannot pronounce his last name. Uh, gave us the good news this morning. Okay. It was an emotional moment for his family, and I couldn't be happier for the Glendonings, she said. However, Sterling said Guitar had not um, confirmed if the Interpol red notice had been removed, so there could still be a risk for the 40 year old, um, you know, could be arrested en route back to Scotland. Sterling previously said Qatar had a history of abusing the Interpol system and that the use of red notice in uh, Glendening's case should be taken as a warning to football fans traveling to the country for the World Cup this month. Okay. Glendening's brother John said he had lived in vile conditions in the Iraqi prison and his beard had grown 
as there was only a single communal shaver in the jail and he wasn't going to use that. I understand. That's gross. That's just nasty. Um, I went to cosmetology school. You don't do that. You, you will get diseases. Um, he is in the hotel. I have seen a photo of him with a beer and I am so happy he's free. I love the Scottish. <laughs> the Scottish and the Irish are my people, I swear to God. <laughs> um, it was really emotional for the family. Even our father teared up and he never cries. Kimberly Brian Glendening's partner. Um, the children can breathe again. And now it's just hours until they are together. A class action lawsuit will now be um, launched against the Interpol for uh, what IPEX says is a consistent and repetitive abuse of power, Sterling said. She added, Iraq was furnished with evidence from Qatar National Bank last week to prove the ex extradition was over a bank debt. Con customer debt uh, does not meet the uh, criteria for extradition, but it was highly likely Iraq would have succumbed to the pressure from Qatar and handed him over anyways. Um, Brian is free due to the combination of lobbying and media efforts, negotiating and settling the debt with QNB and strong diplomatic representations. A spokesperson for the Foreign and Commonwealth Development Office confirmed it was providing counselor support to Glendening. Awesome. I'm glad he's at least, you know, out. We're reading Serbian election news because it was interesting to me. Belgrade-backed Kovoso Serb party to boycott local elections. So, uh, Sriptka, that's how we're going to say this person's name. Sriptka Lisa, or Lista, <laughs> announced on Tuesday that it will not participate in the local elections um, for Serb-majority municipalities in the north of Kavoso, which are to be held on December 18th because of the recent mass resignations of Serbs from Kavoso institutions. Bearing in mind Pristina's uh, decision to hold extraordinary local elections in the north of Kavoso and Medahoya, Medahaya, Ma, Ma, yeah, okay, uh, we would like to inform the public of public that Lista will not take part in these elections, nor will the citizens who support our party, of which over 95% are in these areas. The Serbian government backed to Lista and said in a statement on Tuesday. So yes, that's interesting. The head of Serbia's office for Kavoso, Peter Petkovic, said in a statement that by unilaterally deciding to hold um, special elections for Serbian municipalities in the north of Kavoso and Medhaya, um, the authorities in Pristina yeah, 
continue to exercise legal and institutional violence for the Serbs. Elections for Serbian majority municipalities without um, Serbs and the Serbian people have no meaning and as such are doomed to failure, Petkovic said. Lisa won the vast majority of the votes in all four Serb majority municipalities in the north of Kovoso in 2021 local Kovoso um, elections. So, um, according to the data from, from Kovoso uh Central Election Commission, the Belgrade-backed party, received 97% of the votes in Lepsevic, 81% in Zubin, 96% in Vekan, um, and 89% in North Mitrovica. Mitrovica. I don't know. The remainder of the votes in these municip- municipalities went to some of ethnic Albanian parties and much smaller Serbian civic uh, initiatives or independent candidates. So, um, Kvalso Serbs resigned from the positions in the state institutions in the four Serb-majority northern municipalities um, of Kvalso earlier this month. Um, claiming that EU meditated uh, agreements between Serbia and Kavoso in Brussels um, are being breached. Mayors uh, of the four Serb-majority party municipalities, councillors, MP, judges, prosecutors, judicial staff, and Kavoso police officers quit their jobs. Wow. That's crazy. Um, the Resignations came after the meeting um, in the town of Vekan, um, organized by the Lista in on November 5th. Political parties now, um, until November 19th, to officially declare they will not participate in the local elections in these four municipalities. The Central Election Commission will certify um, political entities to participate in the elections in November 26th. So, Central Election Commission spokesperson Valmir Elzi told Byrne by email that the budget for the extraordinary local um, elections approved by CEC is of the value of 556,482 euros. That's how much it costs to organize an election over there? Shit. Alright. Thank you so much for listening to me uh, trip over my words a thousand times over and over. Um, I will see you in the trenches next time. Thank you for your patience.